Hello and welcome to the E-Readers Podcast, where the E stands for ecstatic. To my left, or right, is professional book diva Truman Springleaf. Across from me is the ever-enthralling, yet somewhat long, Bradley Stromley. <laughs> somewhat long. <laughs> I'll take it. Then to my left, your host, the thrice-read but never put down, Roderick Cruz. And Can't put all- me down, fam. <laughs> and as always, I'm Jimmy Gamble. I'd like to start this podcast <laughs> off with an excerpt from a book I'm currently reading, James A. Acaster's Classic Scrapes. The title and chapter, Hello. When I was a baby, I urinated into my own mouth. I don't remember doing it, but my mother told me it happened, and she has no reason to lie. As far as I can gather, I was lying on my back, naked, and somehow managed it. To be honest, I'd rather not go into details. The reason why I'm telling you this is so that, straight out of the gate, you know where I am and where I came from. This is how my life began, and the more or less how it continued for many, many years. This book is essentially the tale of a man repeatedly urinating into his own mouth. Pleased to meet you. Again, that is from James A. Caster's Classic Scrapes. And now, we're going to go into what... What Roderick Cruz has been reading... We already played the music. I thought it would be really appropriate and hilarious if I played the Joey Report music and looped it through the entire time you were saying that story. So that's what I did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Joey Report, everybody. That was something. I'm gonna cry. I, I can't. I, when I was a, ba- I wish you would have ended it with when I was a baby. I urinated in my own mouth. And now, with the, that was the only part of the excerpt you decided to read. Oh, that was so, that was, I loved that so much. It's an actual book. It's an actual book? Actual book. <laughs> by, by British comedian James Acaster. That's amazing. Oh, my God. All right, guys, we're going to kick this off with a quick Coach Watch 2019 update. Ooh, okay. The Saints are letting their special team staff go and are reportedly hiring Dolphins special teams coordinator Darren Rizzi. I don't know who that is. He was the Dolphins uh, special teams coordinator oh. in the 2018 season. Okay. Guess what the only good part about the Dolphins was? The special, the special teams? Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a really good hire. Guess what the only bad part about the Saints were? Special Their teams. Special teams? Yeah. Okay. So that, that's hopefully, potentially a like a game-changing hire. For them. Hopefully he goes, hey, Tommy Lee, Lee Lewis, he's not good. And Sean Payton finally goes, okay. And they cut him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sean Payton goes, oh, all right. After he's done eating ice cream? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's uh, Pedersen, I thought. Wait, Sean, no, Sean Payton said in the press conference, they like, oh, go after uh, after the playoffs, I was eating ice cream watching Netflix. The same uh, press conference where he was wearing the Clown Goodell shirt? Maybe? I don't know what, what shirt he was wearing It was when he said it, uh, okay. but potentially. You, you could only see like the top of it, and I, you you like don't follow Barstool Sports at all. I don't know. Cuz Dave Portnoy is an absolute asshole and I hate him just as much, but I think the, they're clowns. Yeah, I, so. I I I hate I hate him more so because he's a Patriots fan. They never credit anybody. No. No, just... and he just talks all this shit about the Patriots and it sucks cuz they're all from Boston. But then there's Pat McAfee. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not with them. He's in the WWE now, so I can And what was the was he on CBS that he was doing commentary? Yeah. I hope he does it again. Oh, God, please. That was great. 
I'm glad he got to do that game. Let too. it be him and Romo. Oh my god! Like get rid of Jim Nance. Just, just all color commentary. <laughs> all yeah, color just commentary. All color. Oh god! I mean, oh Tony, are you ready? Oh man, it's gonna be a great game. Holy shit! I don't have any pants on. Like <laughs> Tony's gonna be like saying the play-by-play anyway, just because he's gonna be calling it beforehand. Mm, truth. And then Matthews be like, "Wow, damn! How'd you do that?" <laughs> Like, Holy fuck! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> That's hilarious. In some big ol' send-off news, damn good defensive end Julius Peppers has retired from the NFL. He played a total of 17 seasons with first the Panthers, and the, then the Bears, and the Packers, and back to the Panthers again. He was only one of five players with 150 sta- sacks, a milestone which only the likes a few Hall of Fame players have hit, including Reggie White. Ooh, yeah, that's a big name. I'd, I'd want to extend him a big old thank you. He's an excellent player. Love watching him go, and uh, see, we'll see him again uh, very soon, and definitely in five years when he gets put in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, probably, probably gonna be a first ballot Hall of Fame. I think so. His statistics. Yeah, he said that there's the only other players that have hit as many sacks as him are, are also in the, in the Hall of Fame, fame. Yeah. right? So I, he's gonna he's gonna join that group for sure. So a little continuation to the Saints-Rams drama. Um, Roger Goodell in the past week has spit nothing but a bunch of word salad at us, and I'm not going to acknowledge it or quote him or anything because it is all just a bunch of fucking word salad, and I, I just don't care. What but, kind of uh, salad? Is it kale? Cobb. Cobb salad? Cobb okay. salad. Ugh. All right, cool. But uh, so you said all that, and he also said he, he, also said that he talked to the Saints, um, but... Drew Brees made the rounds a little bit and was going on a few shows and uh, he was on the Dan Patrick show mm-hmm. I think on I think Thursday and uh, he was on he told Dan Patrick that uh, Goodell never talked to the Saints and then yeah. he was lying. My favorite thing about I I didn't hear about the Drew Brees I just saw the Michael Thomas yeah. tweet. He ain't talked to us. Yeah, he ain't talked to us. <laughs> yeah, he was on the Dan Patrick show. He's like, yeah, no, we never none of us have heard anything from him. He's lying. I was like, God damn. Right, but when Goodell says he talked to the Saints, it could mean he talked to, like, Benson, and that's it. Like, right, just not who you need to talk to. Right. I, I mean, is Goodell going to literally, like, call up every single member of the Saints organization? No, call the front fucking office. They just need to have... Benson's part of the front... He's the owner. They, Doesn't matter. They just have like, to have the Saints, like, walk away with every reward tomorrow night at the award ceremony and... <laughs> this is the most legendary makeup the call of all time. Are gonna be, though? No, no, they don't announce it until tomorrow night. I thought they were announced. No, nothing. Already. There's nothing. Okay. We're gonna be predicting all that today. Okay. Hope you have your shit down. I don't. Uh, but I'll make, I'll, I'll yeah, you There's only like I already know who I in each category. There's only like two or three people you're gonna pick anyway. Besides right. me, who wrote an entire essay about why Quentin Nelson's the offensive rookie of the year. But we'll get there. In an effort to finally get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I just really think he is. But we'll that is that is that fad later. pod life goals right now. Get Quentin Nelson on the show. I'll get him. We got a long off season. We just gotta like. I'll get him. Spam He's him. on break. Let's, let's, let's find out what his favorite things are, and just make segments sponsored by those things, even though they're not paying ah, us. Brought to you by screaming. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the act of screaming. <laughs> on fucking finally news. Okay. It's rumored that the Cowboys won't extend head coach Jason Garrett's contract and will probably let it run in the 2019 season. 
But there's also circulating rumors that they will just re-sign him for a restructured contract after that. Yes. Yeah, they'll probably just restructure it or whatever. Why? If he goes to the playoffs again, it's like, sucks. It's it's like a Marvin Lewis situation. He brought him to the playoffs, like, how many years in a row and they didn't win a single game? Mm -hmm. It's just like, ugh. Or, I mean, maybe you just Marty Schottenheimer and fire him, but, like... (laughs) Give, give him the Marty Schottenheimer treatment. Mm-hmm. So, after that, which, I mean, if you're... Just just one last comment on that. If you're a Dallas fan, you're praying to God that they don't re-sign Jason Garrett. And I think if... They did let Scott Linehan go. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Which is a step forward, I guess. But Jason Garrett's still there, so whatever. It also doesn't matter because your quarterback is average! Yeah. You could win games with an average quarterback. That's true. The Ravens have won... Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. It's also important that you keep everybody. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Can't win, can't win a game with an average quarterback with anything less than what the Dallas Cowboys have currently. <laughs> right, that's the truth. Still, they still need some work. So, Juju Smith-Schuster, a man that has a doctorate in being a good boy, Aww. appeared on First Take. And when he was asked about the drama with the Steelers this season, he responded with, "Quote." We need to stop being the Kardashians and just play ball. That's a good man. That's mm-hmm. a good man. He also said, uh, after being in the Steelers' locker room for two years, that he doesn't ever want to be the person that causes drama to a team after witnessing what he's witnessed there. Man, keep that man Future forever. of your football team right there. What a good boy. He is. Um, Doctorate in good You could boy. tell it was probably slight jabs at both <laughs> Bell and Brown. Oh, really? And yeah. Tomlin. He was kind of jabbing at... at, at, at uh... He was jabbing at some people, um, saying that he never wants to be that guy. Um, I, the whole Brown thing is really starting to get confusing to me. Yeah, because now he went on Twitter. One thing I was going to say after this, I could just blend this in with this story. Um, he said on uh, Twitter that he, like, I think it was on Twitter or whatever it was, that he just, uh, he just wants to play with the team that wins. He, he was. I mean, they don't win when it counts. If that's what he if he means winning as in like getting past the divisional round of the playoffs, ain't many of them. Then then well, there's more than the one he's on. <laughs> there, they can though. They yeah, but they don't because they don't. They're the classic. Uh, they're undisciplined. Yeah, talent. Uh, the what's the whole spiel that um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. The Steelers don't work hard. They're just talented. Yep. The Steelers yep. don't work hard. They're just talented. Oh yeah, and then the, and then you have like they're the pe- like the Patriots, which is that, that have all hard work. That that's all hard work and enough talent. Yeah. I would say they're not talented. No, they're, they're, there's, there's enough, enough talent, talent to win them games, but then their hard work is what pushes them over. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's not about like Brown. I I understand what Brown's saying. He wants to go to a, in saying that in saying that he wants to go to a place where there is winning. The contextualization of that is he wants to go to a place where people where where Winning is, like, I don't say winning isn't the focus, but it's, like, that level of hard work is matched. Because, like, the, the one of the first two things you always hear about Antonio Brown, he's the hardest worker, he's the hardest working player at his, probably at his position, how hard he works, and that he kind of can be a little bit of um, a head case, a little bit. But he works so hard, and he's such a, you know... A dynamic player that, like, I don't know. I 
I posed. I didn't pose this. I work with a guy now. Where I guess we're talking because I was. I've been talking a lot about this today, so I guess I can say this without stumbling over my words. Um, a guy I work with, uh, who is also a Steelers fan, all year long. This isn't just something that he's just now thought of. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that over that. This has been something that he has like pounded the table about. About this is what is going on in Pittsburgh for almost a year now. Ever since Le'Veon showed up in the offseason with the contract stuff and it wasn't getting resolved. What this... I'm sh my, my dude Mike, he works at the place I work at. Um, he said, here's what happened. Le'Veon showed up to negotiate his contract and told the Steelers that he wasn't going to pass a drug test. Okay. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that he was smoking weed. It it could be anything. Once you're in the drug program, they don't care. Like, if you get tested for anything, oh, yeah. you're out, right? Right, right. He had already been suspended two or three times, right? Mm-hmm. And under the bargaining agreement from when he became into the league, if he would have gotten busted again, he was suspended the whole year. And he would have had to petition to get back into the league like Martavis Bryant did. Right. So... And the Steelers, going into the season, only had $18 million of cap space. Right? Mm-hmm. So, what this guy believes is that this, the Steelers' front office, Colbert, the Roonies, and Bell, nobody else, no one else was involved, maybe Tomlin, decided that, okay, if we sign you, you're gonna we're going to have to test you. And if we test you, you're going to fail. And you will be suspended. You won't play. You also want an amount of money that while we could give it to you now, we could give you more if you wait until next year and we restructure Ben and we use the money that we're not going to use this year because it rolls over. The Steelers are getting eighteen million dollars in cap space from this year rolled over and next year because they didn't use their they, they didn't, didn't use anything. They didn't right. use it. Right. They didn't use right. their franchise tag. So the Steelers are going to go into the season with $28 million in cap space. So basically what this guy believes is that the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell came to a conclusion of let's just say that we couldn't get a deal done. You sit out the whole year. Just take care of yourself. Stay away. We're going to get through the season. We're going to play Connor. We're going to see what we have in James Connor. Because if James Conner plays well, then that means that you can come back, make all your money, and we're not going to need to use you as much. Right. So you get to make your money, plus you get the the, the ability of saying, okay, I'm not going to get 400 touches like he did two years ago. So basically this guy's theory is that the Steelers just, the Steelers and Bell have just been like pulling the wool over everyone's eyes, and Bell's kind of been trying to like, play it up and like oh man they didn't do this and they didn't do that to kind of make himself look less desirable because he's being so selfish where once the league year starts in a couple weeks and the Steelers get an extra 18 million dollars in cap space he's just going to show up and they're going to sign him that is some galaxy brain level shit I don't know how much I believe it I don't necessarily believe it either Le'Veon did tweet out a picture of some cleats the other day that said "Ooh, I gotta try these out soon and they were yellow and black Mm -hmm. So, 
Because he's signing with the Saints. Because he's not no not <laughs> gold and black. They were yellow and black. I don't necessarily agree with it either. Mm. I just think that, like, it makes sense. Because if that's what they were doing, holy shit! Like that's a that's like playing five dimensional chess yeah. to make sure that you keep a guy. You know, but because now if you're getting okay, so he wanted, and that's the other thing that he brought up to me. He's like, "What did?" Because I asked him afterwards, I was like, "How much did Le'Veon want?" And he's like, 15 million. I'm like, "Right." I was like, "How much were we offering him?" He's like, 14 and a half." Doesn't that sound a little bit like uh, he's raising a stink over half a million dollars? It just, I don't know. Like, and then I guess, I guess it was like, "Oh well, it wasn't enough. Enough of it was guaranteed." Okay, well now we have 28 million dollars this year. So now because okay. We'll give you $18 million and $15 million of it will be guaranteed. So he gets the $15 million that he wanted, plus an extra $3 million that he can earn over the course of his contract to make up for the money that he didn't get this year. I mean, if that happens... This, That's insane. It's the biggest galaxy brain I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't think it's true. There'll be a 30 for 30 on it. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that'll be like, that's like 30 for 30 material, if that's what the Steelers did to make sure they kept Le'Veon Bell. I don't think that's true. Um, there would be, there's too much you're risking. There's, yeah, there's a lot the you're risking. Yeah, because the Steelers locker room had to be kept, if that's true, the Steelers locker room had to be kept in the dark about it so it wouldn't leak that that's what was happening. And because they were kept in the dark, that's why all those players were coming out and saying all this stuff about Le'Veon. Mm-hmm. So now Le'Veon just has to, like, come back and explain it and be like, hey, like, this is why I was gone. And now I'm back, so I was kind of like lying about not appreciating the organization and being vilified. See what I mean? Like, there's there's still some like real big holes in it. But this guy that I work with, and he's like a, he's not like some like boisterous, ridiculous. Like, he's a really smart fan. Like I talk to him a lot, and he knows his shit. So, but he's he's like he's like dude. I've just I've felt that this is what has been going on for so long because the Rooney's never addressed it. They just never addressed the problem. My father talked about this as well. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't believe in it either. But what I'm saying is, is that there's okay. Here's the way I put it. I was like, the dots for this are really, really, really far apart. <laughs> yeah. But there are traces of lines that could potentially connect them, but it's still not all the way filled out. Mm-hmm. Like. If, if in two months, Le'Veon's in meetings with the Steelers, I'm going to be like, holy shit. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, this is actually going to happen. That that's what they did. And the whole reason that they did what they did with Connor this year was to show Bell, like, hey, guess what? You don't have to be an every down back now. Now you can split out wide. You can go do, you could do the out. We, you, the Steelers could essentially do the Kamara ingram thing right right and just put them both out there and just be like okay now what do you do like granted that kind of gets nullified if you get if you get rid of antonio which i don't think the Steelers are gonna do not yet i don't think they get a bombshell trade i doubt it i don't think they want to get rid of him just because of the magnitude of a player that he is right and they know and plus it wouldn't save them anything like it's not like the raiders who didn't have a contract in place for Khalil Mack. Like, they hadn't committed any money to him, so they got rid of him instead of committing the money. The Steelers have $22 million committed to Antonio Brown this year. Like, that they have to give him. 
no matter what. So you're saving, if you get rid of him, you're saving a million dollars. He said they have to get a bombshell trade. Yeah, you'd have to get something absolutely ridiculous, and then it pretty much just becomes, okay, hash this shit out. Hash it out. Heinz Ward called out uh, Ben Roethlisberger. As he should. On yeah, Twitter he did. I saw that. Or like on a radio show, yeah, he called him out. He was, yeah, it was. Said uh, that he said that you need to be a better leader, which thank you. He does. Yeah, no, it was, it was on a bar stool. Oh, it was bar stool. Was it on a bar stool? Yeah, he was talking with Dave Portnoy and uh, he joshing him about Brady shit, and then Heinz Ward was going off about how the Steelers are unprofessional and they need to fix that shit. They are unprofessional. Well, yeah, no, they are. It was all right. I think. Um, I just hate that I had to bring up bar stool again. No, it, but I, I definitely. <laughs> I don't know, just hearing that theory and, like, saying it out loud kind of makes it, like, wow. Like, that that really could be a thing that happens, but I just don't think... There would do, there'd be too much, like... Like I was saying earlier, you're risking so much because in keeping everybody in the dark about it, you're risking these fractured instances. And it already caused a lot of fracture in the Steelers' locker room this year mm-hmm. with Pouncey saying all this and that and the defensive players saying this and that and then... All this other stuff, and now you're just gonna be like, like what's like what's Kevin Colbert and Art Rooney gonna do? Like bring Le'Veon into the locker room, and be like surprise. <laughs> we were we were we were kidding all along. We're all good friends. Like this isn't like a TV sitcom. Like like Mike Pouncey is gonna be like, oh okay. <laughs> Ma- Maury, uh, uh, not Mike Pouncey. Mike Pouncey plays for uh, Chargers now. Yeah. Um. Like, DeCastro and all them are just going to be like, oh, okay, ho-ho, that was great. And they're all going to, like, take a photo together. Like, that's not the way it works. No freeze frame on a bad joke while the right, audience yeah. claps. Antonio Brown with his blonde mustache. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I, I just think it's a really goofy but not far-fetched. It's far. It's fetched. It's not far-fetched. <laughs> That's the way. It's medium fetch. It's medium fetch. Medium yeah. fetch. Medium, medium rare fetched. Medium like, rare fetched. Medium rare fetched. I think. All right, just a couple quick hitters left in the jubby after that long conversation. Holy oh. shit! I didn't. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god! We're so not, sorry. No, it's I didn't okay. You no, no, no. It's important to talk about. These are these are a couple quick things. Um, okay. Speaking of Le'Veon Bell, um, the Jets have stated that they want Le'Veon Bell, but they would not quote break the bank to obtain him. That's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. he he's making himself out to be this like selfish player, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to spend that much money. And and no one's gonna want on, to spend on a running money. back that, that only has probably about four years left. He's like pushing everybody away. Right. Um, another little quickie. Uh, Josh Norman from the Redskins has said that his team would have won the Super Bowl if Alex Smith stayed healthy. I don't know. I don't know, Tim. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> I don't think I don't think so there, but I don't think so. I, don't, I don't think you're you're Josh. <laughs> I don't think they're Tim. I think, you're, I think you're joshing you like that, a little you like bit that there, home buddy. Reference. I like that. Howdy yeah. ho, neighbor. <laughs> um, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, and then uh, the Buccaneers are expected to have interest in Kareem Hunt once his. Of course once they are. They're the pit team. Free agency again. Yeah, <laughs> they're the pit team. They're the pit team. team. Yep, they are the pit team. <laughs> they're the pit team. Speaking of pits, they uh, should uh, they should put their their stadium down in elevation about fifty feet. They should Aww. swap locations with Pittsburgh. Aww. Hey, pit. Now that's it for the chubby. Now, okay. Well, now can we talk about? Yeah, let's we... talk about this. This is a little thing that we uh, that we found. <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, Go ahead. breaking news here on the. You're you're gonna hear this two days after you've seen it all over the place, but we're breaking it here. We're breaking it here because I saw it less than an hour ago. 
Dak Prescott was involved in a scandalous video with Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon's mom, and a stripper. How's that for a headline? <laughs> Dak Prescott, Keenan Allen, a stripper, and Melvin Gordon's mom. I feel like we're down to, like, BuzzFeed levels. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dog. I don't care. No, the only... Okay, I really do not the, care they, about they were in a anything nightclub. else in this story. Uh, let me just... Let me set okay, the stage. Go ahead, we're, go ahead. we're in a nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Dak Prescott, Keenan Allen on the floor, taking turns, making out with probably a stripper. At the top of the nightclub, we're a regular dining area. Melvin Gordon is there with his mama. Yeah, see, this is... And, and they see Dak Prescott and Keenan Allen. So Melvin Gordon's mom films it to send it to Keenan Allen's wife. And then Dak Prescott and Keenan Allen were reportedly seen leaving the club with the stripper. Okay. So I don't care about what these players do as far as stuff like that goes, especially in the off season. But uh, all I want to know is uh, why was why was he there with his mom? <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Why was and his Melvin mom Gordon at a, at, a cl- at a nightclub with his mom in Orlando? And they were like, I wonder if they were like looking for somewhere to get food, right? And you're 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 in Orlando and it's packed as fuck, you know, because everybody's down in Florida right now for the Super Bowl. Well, what? Atlanta was the Super. Orlando was the Pro Bowl, so yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was like so prob- yeah, it was Pro probably Bowl. Pro Bowl. It was probably during the Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Which, by the way, not that far away from uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. No, but uh, you have so it's probably packed as fuck, right? All the people down there for the Pro Bowl because this probably happened last week, right? Mm-hmm. And the video probably just now came out, and then that makes sense. All the players are there for the Pro Bowl. Dak was there for the Pro Bowl. Keenan Allen was there for the Pro Bowl. Melvin Gordon was there for the Pro Bowl. So that that checks out, right? But fuck all of that. Just why? <laughs> they had to have not found anywhere else to eat. <laughs> Think about it. Like <laughs> they're driving around. Mel- <laughs> they drive Melvin past like a Bob Evans, to, and Melvin just, Gordon's like, "Hey, mom, you want to go here?" Like, "Nah, it's too busy." And, and they keep going. He's just and... trying to have dinner with his mama, right? And. Everywhere they drive past. Yeah, they drive past a Bob Evans. It's too busy. They even drive past a Wendy's. Too fucking busy. Like, where do they? Where do we go? And they pull up to this nightclub, and it says that they serve burgers. And they're like, well, let's go here. <laughs> Fuck it, right? And then Melvin being like, oh, hey, that's Keenan Allen. Oh, that's Keenan Allen and Dak Prescott. And then, and then his mom is like, oh, no. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Pulls out her phone. Films See, it. The, okay. Your first point is like I don't care about any. I don't care about what players do. Okay, if Keenan Allen is having an adulterous right, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, that that's something to kind of that's care a problem. About. But that's also a problem for him and his wife to shake out. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That, well, like the league, like let's the league doesn't need to step in and punish Dak Prescott and Keenan Allen. Right. No, but no, it's no. just it's just this. Just, just what, what a what an odd what an odd couple of Eskimo brothers. Though, you I feel know like what I'm the saying? headline of this story. <laughs> I feel like the headline of this story should be Melvin Gordon had dinner with his mama at a strip club. <laughs> free that's, food. That's the uh, I, free food. Probably it's it's like, oh, free food. It's, 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 it was a nightclub, not a strip club. There's a difference. Why is there a stripper in the nightclub? It's a strip club. I don't understand what the difference is. And there's a stripper at your nightclub. It becomes a strip club. That's true. A strip club is just a nightclub with strippers in it. I wow, <laughs> this is some profound stuff here on Fan I mean, that's, that's all it is. Dak trying to get Keenan Allen to come to the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? That's how he's doing you it. want that star on your helmet, Keenan? Hey, well, you he can get what, a though? divorce and move. Hey, 
Here's the one thing. Here's the one thing about this, right? So remember, remember last off season when uh, Dak and uh, Zeke were at that at another club, and prior to going out, uh, Zeke and Dak were seen spotted like buying like oversized dildos. <laughs> yeah, and and I heard and, about this, and yeah. Zeke uh, like had one hanging out of his pants when he went under the thing, and a lot of people were like, "Wow, you 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 think that Dak would would have stopped Zeke from doing this?" Degenerate behavior and a man. disgusting act. Right. Turns out Dak's just a piece of shit. Like apparently, maybe Dak's, Dak's is very kinky. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, maybe Dak's the one that's antagonizing. Or maybe like, he's really young and wants to party. No, but what I'm saying is, is like, okay, first people of all, build him up like he's like this like leader. And he, like, like, he likes. Yeah. He likes. He was even in Chucky soup commercials. Damn it. Even if he's wholesome and likes you yogurt, be, you could be a great leader and, he, and fuck around at a nightclub. Like, now I can be in Chucky dildos. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, like all these players. What you do with your fucking personal life has nothing to do with how you lead a locker room. Like it's true. All I'm saying is, is that his image going into it was that he wasn't like that. There's nothing wrong with being that if you are that. The problem is, is that Dak is considered not to be that. Well, now you know. And it turns out that he might be like the type of, you know. Well, now you fucking know. It wouldn't have been. Dak is like. Out of the out of the tier list of stories you get from this, Dak is clearly the third most important story. Yeah. The second most important is okay. What happens to Keenan Allen now? And the is Melvin Gordon and his mom. Right. Like this is that's the number one priority. Like she needs to be interviewed. She needs to be brought on Sports Center. I will. Like, I will hit her up and bring her on this show and ask her. So how did you yo, and your son end up? Everybody tweet at Melvin Gordon's mom. For. First of all, you bring your on. It's like first of all, love your son. It's a great player. Love him absolutely. <laughs> Our friend Matt here doesn't like him, but we all like him. He's a great player. You know, we're happy for you. Now, why were you at the strip club <laughs> with your son? <laughs> it happened? wasn't a strip club. There's a stripper there. It's a strip club. <laughs> we we already established this. A nightclub with a stripper and it becomes a strip club. Right. No, the ca- no, the <laughs> cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do your research before coming on this show? Clearly not. Things. Josh should be in charge of our wiki. That would be amazing. We should have Josh make us a wiki. Our wiki? Yeah. We have, like, lore and yeah. stuff? Dude, you can, you can make a wiki up for anything. We should just right. start the fat pod. They had, they, they had a wiki for stink blasters. Do you remember stink blasters? Oh, my God, no. I do. I remember I stink blasters. They're toys that <laughs> smelled. And that was it? That was it. That was all it was. And there's lore for them on their wiki. (laughs) (laughs) They smell. That's all they do. (laughs) They know their role. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. All right, so, guys. We we get to do... uh, What do we want to do next? Want to do awards? We can go to the awards. So, yeah, happening uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, right after this Time bubble. We're, we're, recording, this we're recording this Friday. You might February not February 1st. Time. No, you'll hear it. I mean, if, if you're paying attention, you'll hear it in time because it's going up today. Right. If you're an actual fan, right. you'll listen to if, it if immediately you're after we publish it. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification when it publishes. Ooh. So uh, subscribe. Yes. Uh, the the uh, NFL honor ceremony is going to happen where we're going to get all of, our, all of our award winners for, you know, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, MVP, shit like that. Offensive, defensive, coach, executive. Mm-hmm. All that back. shit. Comeback player, yeah. It's all there. So, 
Who wants to go first? What are we going to start with? MVP? Oh, we're, you want, do you want to go around the table and just... Um, yeah, for each category. Okay. You want to, I mean, should we do MVP? We, we, let's work our way up to MVP. All right, so let's, let's go to like, the bottom of the list. Let's go to, like, executive. I didn't do executive. Okay, well, I didn't either. Okay. Did you, Justin? I'm scrolling down. I mean, your executive has to be John Dorsey. No. He turned that team around. I would say uh, the probably the guy for the Bears. They made the playoffs. Yeah, but the they brought Browns in Matt had Nagy. Seven-game improvement. I don't care. The Bears did too and made the playoffs. The Bears also improved by seven games, and they made the playoffs. This and they brought true. in they brought in a potential can great you, head coach and had a good draft. Can you? Uh, With, they made one trade. Can you the give Khalil Mack trade? The Browns. They also got Allen Robinson and Taylor yeah. Gabriel and Trey Burton, and they drafted Roquan Smith. And and all those players were average. The Browns average. have Baker Mayfield, average. Nick Chubb. Oh my God! I just blanked on the cornerback's name. Who, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, who, who was didn't really play the good. second half of the year. But yeah, he, but he was great in the first half. You picked your team off like three times. This is true. Uh, I don't know. That's kind I of give awesome. It to Dorsey. I would probably give it to Dorsey too. The the direct Bears the, fan. The turnaround, <laughs> the turnaround on that, right, was insane. I will say this though: after the season was after like the draft and after the draft and free agency was over, what was everyone saying about the Browns? Oh wow, they're going to be really improved. What was everyone saying about the Bears? Uh, they'll probably still be bad, and then they weren't. Yeah, right. but, you weren't surprised that happened with the Browns. You were they, surprised, and then no, they traded for the Khalil Mack a week before the season started. But you know what surprised me about the Browns? There's two things that surprised me about the Browns. It probably don't have as much to do with John Dorsey. I mean, but I mean, I I'm guess not it does. saying that there's a wrong answer. Either of them could win. I'm just making the case for right. the Bears guy. I'm, and, uh, all right, so and here's I, can, I'm gonna say here's a reason why John Dorsey probably wouldn't get it. Um, the only the, the only major thing, because remember, coming up to this, the Browns didn't do a giant pivot until Hugh Jackson was fired, something that Dorsey took way too long to do. That's true. I think what we another thing we can look at is. Uh, the quarterback class from last year going into the draft, everybody's like, oh, it's going to be Josh Allen. Oh, it's going to be. And then all of those quarterbacks kind of like were average, and he picked Baker Mayfield, which was the, the one, best choice. the best choice, at least in year one. Baker also had the best offensive personnel around him out of all of them. Like, we even admitted that. Yeah. Like, we said that when he, when they, oh, yeah, when, sure. after the draft was over, we all sat here and was like, Baker's definitely, as far as personnel goes, I think right. you said that, is in the best situation. And that was when they had Gordon. You know, people were like, wow, he's going to have Landry and Gordon. And at the time, they had Hyde. And, okay, you have Chubb there, and you have Duke Johnson. And we were looking at, like, Sam Darnold and Josh Allen, and we were like, Josh Rosen. They were like, damn, they got shit. Darnold, like, they has, anything. Darnold has a good receiving core. It's It's... Pretty yeah, solid, yeah. But he doesn't have the running game to support. Speaking then. of Darnold, something I thought was funny, and I forgot to include it in the jubby. Um, Saquon Barkley was interviewed. You know, everybody's all the players are at the Super Bowl, and all the media is there, so they're interviewing a bunch of players. And uh, they interviewed Saquon, and they're like, "Should the Giants have selected Sam Darnold, the first over, first round pick?" And then he was like, "Yeah, they probably should have." <laughs> Saquon. Jesus. All right, so <laughs> let's play for the Jets. So let's start with uh, then. We'll start with coach. So who's coach of the year? Nagy. I'll give I'll give Nagy the head coach his schemes and whatnot made the hit, Fangio. Hit, well, 
I know. It well, Vangio, but he, Nagy being the head coach, I got to give it to him. First year head coach. I think the defense carried the offense most of the year. I would say talent wise, yes, but Nagy's schemes and ability to script an opening drive. There were also got them early leads in a lot of games, which made the defense's job. Because an offense that on paper should not have worked that well, dropping like forty points on teams. Well, they didn't. They they, they didn't drop forty, but like there that were, was only the Bucks they, game. There were a lot of games. Well, there were a couple games that the defense like played badly. Like the defense played badly against the Patriots. They played badly against the Dolphins, and like the offense carried them in that game. They didn't win. Okay. They should have probably won the Dolphins game because that game went to overtime, and there were two fumbles on the goal line by each team. Um, and then the Patriots game, damn, like, I mean, if Mitch Trubisky throws the ball an inch, or or, or if Kevin White doesn't come back to the ball. Mitch Trubisky throws a 65-yard Hail Mary into the end zone, and they go to overtime against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Like, there were a lot of times that season where, like, everyone's like, oh, the Bears, Bears defense, Bears defense. But, like, those there were a couple of games, especially on the road, where, like, that offense really needed to, like, carry the load, and they did. Right. I, I think the only other – I'm going to give it to Nagy. The only, the only other real option – I would pick would be Andy Reid. Um, there's one more I would do. Not not for the not for just what they achieved this year, but for the I think I said this at some point in an episode. Like the 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 like the forethought of getting rid of Alex Smith and knowing what you had in Mahomes. Like essentially like saying like Andy Reid won coach of the year before the 2018 season started. Okay. When he decided when he made the choice of taking a quarterback who led the league in passer rating last year, who took you to the playoffs, who in some like circles were like, wow, like he had like an MVP year, Alex Smith, and letting him go to put in a guy who hadn't played at all the first year. Like to me that's like wow, like that you you like it's like you won that award before the year started in making that decision and rolling the dice. Not rolling the dice cuz I guess and if you ask Andy Andy be like, "No, I knew." Yeah, he had house money. He or, had house money. Yeah. So, who was the other option? Uh, Frank Reich. Oh, okay, that's a good choice. Um, I like so Frank, Frank I also, Reich's a good choice. Not just because the the turnaround of the team, but also because of the, the story. And how they of him? Oh yeah, yeah. how he because, got hired. Like, he he wasn't the first choice. No, he wasn't the first you, choice. You get you get this team that gets burned by Josh McDaniels, and then he and makes then, that weird decision in the. Texans game going for it on fourth down in overtime gets blasted for it, but then sticks to his guns and does it again later in the season. And then a it different, works. And it works. Yeah, and like he's actually a great coach. And that they didn't start is... out the year very good. Right. No, they started out zero four. Right? They started out zero four. And through honestly, just hard work and Quentin Nelson, they turned that team. <laughs> <laughs> not, it had nothing to do with comeback player of the year, Andy Luck. No, not at all. <laughs> but I mean, you go into a year, you have Andrew Luck back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh. On paper, coming into the year, you have a, you have an offensive line that is folded, bended, and broke. Almost the entire time Andrew Luck has been there, you have uh, a lot of uncertainty at running back. You have um, a bad receiving core that is just T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. and you have an, a good enough defense, right, coming in this season. That looks like on paper, and mm-hmm. you have this code. You have Frank Wright coming in, and at first, it looks like that's what this season's going to be for the and, Colts. And don't forget, and you're in a division that sent two teams. 
going. Uh, obviously, we're ta- we're trying to like put ourselves back when the season started. Right. You're a first year head coach going into a division with a team who one team in Jacksonville who just went to an AFC Championship game, another team in Tennessee who made the playoffs last year, and another team in Houston who everybody knew was going to get better because Deshaun Watson was going to be playing the entire year. Yep. So right. That's what you walked into. And then they won the division. They won the division, yeah. And every, and a, the team that everybody yeah, they, they were wasn't a wild entirely sold on. Oh, no, they, I'm sorry. They were a wild card team. Also, the, Texans no, the Texans won the division. division. I, you know right. why I felt that? The Colts actually bent the Texans over in their playoff game. That's true. <laughs> they bent the Texans. It was like, bad. wasn't even close. Like, the final score is not indicative of how dominant the Colts were in that game. So, yeah, it was, well, it was Who bad. would you say? Is there anyone we, that we haven't mentioned? Sean Payton. <laughs> Where's the credit go? Like... I know none of you are going to give Drew Brees Offensive Player of the Year or MVP or anything, and you guys didn't even like think to mention Sean Payton being at least a candidate for. I think he's a candidate for sure, but he's not. Uh, he not had pick. he mean, had Michael one of the Thomas best defenses the and the best Award. offenses. He got the first seed in the NFC last year. The only thing that fucking Peterson had to do to get the Coach of the Year or whatever mm-hmm. was get the offensive or the first seed in the NFC, and they were like, oh, he got the first seed in the NFC. Give him the coach of the year. He also went to the Super Bowl. Okay, well, yeah, they the Saints did. Should be in the Super should Bowl. Should be. Yeah. yeah. Right. I uh, I will – No, I, I agree. I just I just feel like when when I when I think about this award, I also think about storylines, and that's why I kind of like the, the, the big turnaround stories. But, no, Sean Payne is definitely a big I saw somebody mention fucking Sean Peter – yeah, Peterson again for coaches. No, yeah, no. for co- no, absolutely it not. Didn't even like mention Sean Payton being the candidate. Like, I think the reason why Sean Payton's not, I think what ended up happening with the he's Saints, in the odds for he's actually he, uh, I, I sure, as far as betting odds go because you could bet on this. Mm-hmm. As far as betting odds go, he's actually like in second place for like that's interesting. Yeah, well because he he was he excellent coached, this year. He coached the best all around team this year. He did. It's absolutely true. I think I think a lot of people. I think in the same reason why in the last five to six games of the year, a lot of people cooled on Breeze for being MVP because he wasn't playing as well. I think he was playing well, but not like as well as he had been playing. He, what it was, his last six games, he had like seven touchdowns and five interceptions. Something like that. Um, I think that partially caused a lot of people to cool on paint, which is kind of unfair. Right. I mean, if because- you're looking, if you're looking at, an award it shouldn't just be okay let's break up the year how did you finish versus how did you start it should be your whole year right um Recent which is memory right which is why i don't think that's why i think that the co- believe it i actually think the coach of the year is the most intriguing award because like a lot of these other ones are pretty it's either baker or saquon it's either leonard or james it's either mahomes or breeze it's either donald's gonna win by a landslide. On defensive, yeah, for sure. Coach of the year is like, like everybody we've mentioned, like you can legitimately sit there and be like, wow, they have like a legitimate argument. And we're not even talking about the two coaches that are in the Super Bowl right now, which is... By the way, who are also candidates. For who, this. yeah, who yeah. could easily be candidates. I think it's a broad, it's definitely the most broad category, I'd say, but the most interesting one, I'd say, as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I'd say... Moving right. on from there, though, in minor cases, we have uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Derwin James. Derwin James. Yeah, I'd probably say Derwin James as well. Or, I, I said or Darius Leonard. 
You Dar- did actually. Darius did. Leonard had an insane year. Yeah. He did. Darius you can't, like, I mean, this the defensive rookies this year were stacked. Darius Leonard, Vander Esch, Deshaun Hand, Denzel Ward, Levi Wallace, Bradley Chubb, Vita Vey, Jair Alexander. They were all absolutely there were a lot of amazing. Really good yeah, the reason players. why the only reason why I put Alexander kind of out of the conversation is because he was hurt for a bit. Well, again, he, he Denzel Ward only played the first half of the season. That's why he's really, not but, in but, but the talent. That's why right. they're not winning the award. That's why some of them aren't winning the awards. But like Vander Esch being Sean Lee two point and doesn't get hurt. You know, it's just mm-hmm. everything. There was a lot of defensive talent. Yeah, like this is a good draft. A lot general. of a lot of the defensive players you mentioned, like uh, Via was injured, Ward got injured, Jairi got injured. Vanderush didn't play the entire year. So, like, there's a lot of good players. Like, the, the two top options are, like, Leonard, you're a rookie and you lead the league in tackles. That's insane. Or Derwin James, who, coming in as a rookie, he was, like, the second or third highest rated safety. Like, forget about rookies. Just, yeah. Which, I picked him to win rookie of the year at the start of the year. Uh, <laughs> you did. Um, I did. Uh, I don't know. I... I I'm biased because I want to be right, so I'm picking James. But Leonard should probably win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Leonard. Leonard should probably win. There's no like, as did you lead the league in tackles as a rookie? Like, can we just, can we just fuck? As a quick, as, as a quick <laughs> aside, just this has nothing to do with the award ceremony. Can we give an extra award to Bobby Wagner? Because I'm pretty sure Bobby Wagner played every single game this year and never missed a tackle. Yeah, it's pretty. That's sick. insane. You like. Like, really think about that. He's a middle linebacker. He's a middle linebacker. I mean, that you just made me think. Didn't miss a single yeah, he didn't tackle. Make, absolutely stupidly insane. Like, in today's NFL, like, defensive players are made to, like, miss tackles. That's your job nowadays, to miss tackles. Like, my wife was like, nope. And he plays in the NFC. That's a lot of really good running backs. Pete Carroll knows where to put the money. He does. Mm-hmm. I still think we're not we're not talking about teams. We're talking about awards. I was going to go off on a tangent about Seattle, but yeah, no, it's yeah. okay. Well, just just and and as an award aside, damn, I wish we would have had the forethought to do our own Fad Pod like award. It's kind of like what we're doing like these, but like Fad Pod memes. Like we need a Pussy Coach of the Year. We need a. <laughs> well, we could do that after the Super Bowl. Yeah, we, we can do it after the Super Bowl. Oh the... yes, the fatty. The f- well, we can't call them fatties. We can't, can't, the sham fans... of the war. The year award goes to. The, we need the 2019 Super Bowl. The f- damn. The, fa- the fados. The fados. The fados. The fat awards. The fados. I like the fat awards. Yeah, but the fat. Can we all like come in like ties? The and fad suits? wads. <laughs> We'll all come in like ties and suits, and only the four of us will see it. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm down for that. I have a suit. We so we need someone to Photoshop our our logo onto a bad trophy, and we can hand it out. Can we just put the trophy over the face of the Oscar and just have it be <laughs> yes, the body? Yes, yes, yes. We'll do that, and then like we'll announce we'll announce them, and then like after we make the episode live, we'll tweet every day a different award at the person that they won. Oh my god, I'm in for this. Okay, for this. We, so, we're naming we're naming them the Fat Rogies. Okay, we're we gonna move a bit because Matt's actually a little. Oh yeah, yeah, we got time here. Um, I'm sorry. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm gonna end up going on a bit oh, of a yeah, tangent hurry. here, so you guys go first. Oh, it was Baker Mayfield. It was Barkley. Oh, it's Bar. It's Barkley. No, it's not. 
It's Barkley. Why no, is it's it not. Barkley? Barkley had the 29th worst run yard run rush blocking offensive line. Yes, run blocking offensive line. And he still had like was like third in the league in rushing yards on top of, you know, his uh 1000-yard receiving yard or something like that. He was the third rookie in the history of the NFL to average 2000 yards or get 2000 yards from scrimmage right. with Eli Manning throwing him the football. Yeah. And no Odell Beckham Jr. to occupy safeties. And the 29th worst line. He's probably going to be the person that wins the award. Now. No. But no. Again, whoa, hey, whoa. And again. What the fuck? All right, go ahead. Well, no, no. He just not. Why are you just glossing over Baker? What was that all about? You let them talk about Saquon, and you're like, well, I just want to talk about Quentin Nelson now. I was going to. But, okay. Here, <laughs> if you want me to, if you want me. Oh God! Here comes. Here comes. I can just feel Ben's rage coming at me. As I'm about I to can't do believe, this. like, I just like the guy throws for 3,700 yards, wins seven games when the team before him last year won zero, zero games. They had a three-game winning streak this year. The Browns did for the first time since 2014. They had a positive win rate in their division for the first time since 2002. Okay. Uh-huh. Look, a uh, winning record at home. They only lost two times at home this year. Let's compare to what else the Browns had this year compared to last year. They had Carlos Hyde. They had Nick Chubb. They have Jarvis Landry. They had Josh Gordon for a bit. They and had Antonio when they had Callaway. That, when they had all of that and Tyrod Taylor as a starting quarterback, they lost their first four games. Because yeah. Tyrod Taylor was their starting quarterback. Well, and, and they were Baker hurt. They also, comes in. Yeah, and Baker also didn't play well until Hugh Jackson was fired. Yeah. So anyway, 3,700 yards. Anyway, it's Saquon Barkley. Don't, he don't broke repeat the his stats. We already heard your stats. He didn't play well until Hugh Jackson was fired. It's I don't Barkley. care. That's why Freddie Kitchens is the coach right. of the year. Freddie Kitchens is the coach of the year. <laughs> do you want to hear some stats? So in the, oh, in the 2017 regular season. 2017? The Browns also yes. had the toughest so, schedule. I don't care about Quentin Nelson. 2018. Wow. Well, I'm about to tell you about a good man named Quentin Nelson here. <laughs> In 2017, the Colts' offensive line was in the bottom five in the NFL. Okay? Mm-hmm. In 2018, Andrew Luck was sacked 16 times. Mm-hmm. His tackles must be really good. Yeah. Because, you know, that's primarily where pressure comes from in the NFL, on the outside, not the inside. Right. So, you know. But is this about Quentin Nelson? This is about Quentin Nelson. That's just starting with... Why are we all being so mean to each outside other? Outside stats from the offensive <laughs> because line. Because we're all right and nobody wants to admit it. That's right. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? I said that. I already said that Saquon Barkley's probably going to get the award, but I think... Yeah, uh, but that's Quentin not Nelson's agreeing with gonna, me. The quarterback's going to get it. Baker's going to get it. I mean, if 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 the NFL is stupid, which it is, the quarterback's probably going to get it. We could whatever. Let's make a bet on it right now. What, what do you want to do between... Uh, who wants to take me up on a bet? Between Baker and Saquon. You know I wrote a whole essay about Quentin Nelson. And you're just pushing <laughs> over. <laughs> Read yeah. your essay. Scream it. Okay. So, if you guys remember. I know. Is, is this part of your essay? Yes. Okay. I have to scroll up because I scrolled down to hit that stat that I wrote. Okay. Quentin Nelson, uh, coming into the draft, was... A really high prospect, 
But the Indianapolis Colts were heavily criticized for, dra for drafting him in the top 10. Okay? They were. Since his arrival, there's a lot of things that Quentin Nelson has done for his team. The first <laughs> one, the first one, like number one here, online presence. I hate you. <laughs> I literally hate you. <laughs> I, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't say if this was going to be a meme or not. <laughs> Just keep it going. Baker Mayfield streams fucking, what is it, Fortnite? Halo. I followed him. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, I think it was what week, f I, forgot, I forgot to write down which week it was. I think it was week six or seven. Quinn Nelson screams while pancaking a motherfucker. And it goes viral on the internet. Since that moment, Quinn Nelson has done a thing that not a lot of offensive linemen have done in the NFL, and that's become a household name. He also pushes his other offensive linemen in the back. Right. And asks them if that's okay. Right. And he also sits on people. He does. And this is broke the internet, essentially. And is making people actually uh, look at offensive linemen. <laughs> Which is uh, something that makes me personally happy. Because that's my favorite position in the NFL. It's pretty much anywhere on the offensive line. But every single week, you'll, you, you've seen it, since that big pancake thing happened while he was screaming, you see people all over the NFL just tweeting something about Quentin Nelson and the insane blocks he did and the, the lives of men that he ruins. <laughs> and it, it always goes viral. He has a... Uh, He's, he's doing something that likely no other offensive lineman has done in years, and that is he's probably going to get votes in the Offensive Rookie of the Year ballot, which is insane, and he deserves it. Because, like I said before, this leading into this, the Colts were awful in the offensive line, and he was the biggest improvement to it. So not only do you... Protect your hurdy as fuck quarterback. Hurdy as fuck. He was pretty hurdy. But you also literally kill people and then get popular on the internet because of it. <laughs> literally kill people. He is, I would say now, he has become the face of the rebirth for the Indianapolis Colts. And that is I'm a glad huge you said deal. face of the rebuild and not face of the franchise. No, no, no. Just of the uh, rebirth, not rebuild. Okay. I, I feel like the, the Colts, what the Colts experienced this year is a rebirth. It's something that was, that was previously there, and it was born again. In hand by one Quentin Nelson, who deserves the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. He, de <laughs> he deserves a mention. I had, to, I had to kind of pick bits and pieces from my essay because I don't want to keep Matt too long. So, next, and the last one we're going to do, because the rest of it, MVP. Oh, we're, we're not going to do, uh... Oh, you can just do... Uh, Offense. Oh, okay. sure we don't have to do defense. Oh, we got to do defense. We know who we it is. We don't have to do defense. We know who it is. It's Aaron Donald. It's Aaron Donald. It, Aaron Donald's Nobody else is coming of the year. he's done. Michael do, Thomas do, is wide receiver of the year. Oh, that's right. There's individual positions. Uh, I about who's that. the running back of the year? Can you give it... Anderson. Wow. 
CJ Anderson. You probably give it to Todd Gurley. I don't know. I give it to McCaffrey. I think I, you I have knew to give that's it, for his catches. You have to give it to McCaffrey. I would give it to you, and that that's fair. Is that's there really a fair. is there an offensive lineman uh, that's not Quentin Nelson who deserves offensive lineman of the year that isn't named Mitchell Shorts? Because that's my pick. Ah, uh, ooh. I w- Max Unger hasn't had a penalty since 2016. Shit, that's really Mitchell cool. Shorts had a penalty, so. I don't know. He, Mitch Schwartz is one of the highest graded centers on PFF, that's, and him being a chief, I wanted to pick him. I would, I would, I would give it to. I would, I would make a case for David Bakhtiari if he wasn't hurt for three weeks. Tight end of the year. Ebron uh, or Kelsey or no Kittle. Kittle. It's between Kittle. and I would Kelsey. give it to Kittle. It's Kittle. Kittle. You know Kelsey was amazing this year. Uh, Kelsey had the receptions and the touchdowns. Kittle had the yardage and. I feel like was an unknown, but I feel like yeah, team him, yeah, him, yeah, yeah, him being an unknown and also getting catching passes from unknown quarterbacks is a bigger deal than I mean, you know Kelsey is amazing. I feel like that's probably a bigger deal than the yards and touchdowns like the, uh, the only thing you, Kelsey's had. Only thing you had to do when you played San Francisco was cover George Kittle. Yeah. Nobody could do it. But yeah, but then he still got a ridiculous amount of yards until he needed five more in one half. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, never gonna live that one down now. Shanahan, pussy coach of the year, just Damn. for that. Damn, he's in the he's in the nomination. Uh, what other awards are left? I didn't have the rest of them. MVP, down. just well, MVP. Just, yeah, just we're MVP. Okay. Yeah, oh, wait, comeback player of the year. Oh, Andrew, Luck. Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Yep. Andrew Luck. No fucking no other way. A lot of Colts. I'm getting awards for a lot of Colts. Yeah. Uh, MVP. <laughs> Five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns. MVP. Pat. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I'll I give don't. him offensive rookie. Or not offensive rookie. Offensive, offensive player. player? Yeah. You know what? Here's here's why that makes sense. Here's why that makes sense. Because we're talking about... And this and I get into this argument all the time. The What does the V stand for in MVP? Valuable. The Chiefs prior to Pat Mahomes... Went to the playoffs, won their division, should have won a playoff game. Insert Pat, they got better, but the team was... They were the best team in the AFC. They were the best team in the AFC. I can't say that had Pat if You think if... uh, Oh my god. No, no, no. They're they're backup quarterback right now. Not if your guys... Chad Henney. You think if Chad Henney was playing quarterback? Well, I don't think... Okay. Chad Henney playing quarterback for the Chiefs with the Chiefs team, I think would have done better than Teddy for the Saints had Drew Brees not played. I think that I think that is, I I, I disagree. Really, it would have been it wouldn't have been by much, not by it might have been like two games. I just think because the Chiefs, I mean, I'm sorry, because the Saints don't have anyone to throw to outside of Michael Thomas, and they're their bright spot this year outside of Michael Thomas was a gimmick quarterback slash tight end slash running back slash receiver that they would have not slash returners slash ace that they would have probably not been able to use if Teddy was playing. He's also lining up field goals. Right. So they they would have had to go a lot. They would have had to go a lot more like simple. The only, I'm about to say, I, in my opinion, I, I just can't, it's so hard. 
Like it's, there's it's a quarterback so, of the year award, which I guess technically is just MVP and give it to MVP. Taysom Hill. It's no, MVP. If there was a player of the year award, just give it to Taysom Hill. Player of the year. It's an all arounder award. Give it to Taysom Hill. He was one injury away from playing offensive line this year. <laughs> oh my God! I, I think. <laughs> I think. I think the. You imagine Taysom Hill yeah, screaming you ma- like Quentin Nelson? And try I to do actually. <laughs> he puts passion. He plays like eight different positions, and he puts just as much passion into every single one as he does on the quarterback really does. position. However, he can get on the field, he's down for it. It's, either, it's so good. Here's the way it's gonna break down. It's I. It either has to go. Pat wins both. Pat wins offensive player, and Drew wins MVP. Those are the only two ways it can go. Breeze is not going to win Offensive Player of the Year. You can't win Offensive Player of the Year when you have a quarterback that threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns in his second year, first year starting. It's it's just going to come down to how do you, like, look at value. Like, it's the classic thing, like, in the NBA. If MVP really meant MVP, LeBron would win it every single year, Right? So if you're, if you're, but you don't do that, like you don't talk, you don't consider it like that. You have to look at it in an isolated instant, like who this year was the most valuable. And I think the case that Breeze has on Mahomes is that that team was visibly successful before he got there, before he took over for Alex and mostly everyone could probably assume if Breeze wasn't on the Saints, the Saints would be a train wreck. Or, like, not a... But they certainly would have not been the best team in the in the NFL. Okay, if Drew Breeze doesn't play for the Saints, do the Saints make the playoffs? No. If Pat doesn't play for the Chiefs and Alex is still there, do they make the playoffs? Yeah. Maybe. And unless he centers, take, the take away a uh, couple of their wins that Pat had against right. the Steelers. And... Yeah, so they still make the playoffs, but they're not the number one it, seed. It, no, they're, no, they become a wild card maybe because I think you take two to three of their wins away, mm-hmm. and that makes them nine and seven. They would have been competing with the. They went twelve and four. Two. Why did I think they had only had a little? Yeah, they were twelve and four. Take, yeah, yeah, take three of their wins away. They got nine wins. That puts them nine and seven. And and you would be you would base and it based be, off of and then with the Colts and that's it for the other wild card slot because the Chargers would have won the division. Yeah, mm-hmm. I it's just so hard. I don't know. It's so hard. Like and and we have two very disappointed fans here that didn't get to see their. We're not going to see either of them win MVP because neither of them are in the Super Bowl. You really think they're yeah, gonna give that, it to like Gurley or Goff? They're not even in like they're the gonna ballots. give it to Tom Brady again. Like they're not even in like betting betting circles. They're not gonna give it to Tom Brady. Tom Brady was bad this year. <laughs> I don't care. They're gonna give it to him. They're gonna give it. They might. Give, they'll get Super Bowl MVP. If they win, but when they win, uh, James White will get the Super Bowl MVP. That would be amazing. He needs one, damn it. He deserves it. He should have got one last year. Super Bowl hero. I can't believe he didn't get or one the last year. Before. I, would, I, would, I just hope year he goes before. off. And, I hope he goes off and Sonny Michelle gets it. Ooh. You know how fucking sick that would be? Um, I actually really like him. Weren't we supposed to do like three things that we were going to expect to happen in the offseason? Yeah. Offseason. Did you guys do that? Because I did that. I did yeah, that. Yeah, I have. I have some. Okay. Um, I will do that. I think this is a good time for you to leave, Matt. da 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 um, yeah, if you want to... We'll do that, we'll... Pre- okay, well, then we'll do Basically, this. MVP's a fucking toss-up. Who would have yeah. guessed? Then Okay, then we'll do this. Matt, who's going to win the Super Bowl and what's going to be the score? Oh. 
Patriots, 31-28. I had the exact same thing. Patriots, 28-24. Rams, 41-20. Holy shit. I want to say Rams just because I want this whole year to just be dumb. <laughs> like, I, I think I think the I think the, the Dude, one and asterisk to be Super next Bowl to the is, name. This Super Bowl is gonna be a meme anyway. They're gonna have the SpongeBob right. song at halftime. I can't wait. They, they think, basically. Yeah. And did you know when that episode aired? Uh, it was like in 2001. Do you know who was in the Super Bowl at the end of that season? Yeah, Rams it was Patriots and the Rams. What the fuck? Season's a meme. Um. Yeah. I. I, I think that the the. I gotta go now. The arc, the arc, Goodbye, leading, Matt. the arc leading up to this Super Bowl is that wow, the Rams don't deserve to be here, and then the Rams are just gonna absolutely annihilate the Patriots, which is gonna piss Saints fans off even more, and it's just gonna add fuel to the fire. Like wow, we should beat this team, and then they beat the Patriots by twenty. Yep. It's, so, yeah, just, it's just gonna this year's gonna forever have an asterisk next to it. Um. Damn. So I think. Uh, Oh, do you want so we'll just be, like a Rod's home run record? A Rod's home run record, yeah. So, uh, came up with the idea. Corey did of we're gonna predict three things that we think are gonna happen this off season. Uh, two of them I have are tied. To, they're two separate ones, but they tie together. They don't count as one. They're two separate things, but they're gonna like spill into one another. The first one is um, the Raiders trading Derek Carr. I have that as one of mine. Um, the Raiders trade Derek Carr for even more draft picks and position themselves as uh, the favorites to draft Dwayne Haskins. Yep. The quarterback coming out of Ohio State. I, I literally... Which, <laughs> which, that's my first one. But that forces the second one to happen. Mm. which is the New York Giants to become desperate and force themselves to have to get in front of the Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders to uh, draft Haskins. So they trade uh, their pick and Odell Beckham Jr. to the Arizona Cardinals to get the first overall pick in the draft. Holy shit. And the most monstrous draft trade in the history of the NFL where you trade up nine spots and trade away arguably the best player at his position to go up and get a quarterback that's my second one and my third one is um, that I guess this one kind of has an asterisk on it I didn't really think about it beforehand but uh, the Patriots win the Super Bowl and Belichick because Brady has already come out and said he's playing next year. And Belichick surprises everyone and retires. And leaves Brady. And doesn't... And just... Without telling... Like, just out of the blue. Just like, I'm retiring. I'm done. And kind of forces... Because Brady's already committed that he's staying. And then Belichick kind of just throws Brady and be like, Alright! It's just you now. It's not me. I hate that you always bring it back to this story. We'll see how you do. No, no, no. I mean, it's because that. It's not even like what they're trying to do. It's what would happen. 
like if one of them leaves before the other does, it's gonna the the narrative around that team becomes okay. Let's see, let's see if they can succeed. Just one of them, you know. I don't know what would happen, but I think I think that that that's my. And again, I just picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl, so I guess that one is null and void. But my third one I thought of was that Belichick just spot surprises everyone and retires after this year. After he proves that, like, like all of the things that went wrong with the Patriots this year, they were, like, so... This was the year to knock them off, and no one did. And then they win the Super Bowl anyway. As just, like, a, a crescendo of, like, I'm so untouchable. And so that's my that's my third one. Go ahead, Joby. Oh, okay. Um, the other one that I, I need to just double check real quick. I need to make sure I was right about it because I didn't <laughs> back up my you research. Right, you were right about it? Yeah. Um, it, it's contract stuff, and I'm not too good about it. That's fine. God, are, are we going to do that again this offseason, me and you? Yeah, I figured we uh, start talking about what we're going to do in the offseason and do that. Uh, like the okay, yeah, I was right. Okay, I want to make sure I was okay. right. Okay, so my first one was this, was actually going to be similar to your first one, the where I think the old, the Oakland Raiders trade away Derek Carr and then make a run for Dwayne Haskins in the draft. Um, now, oh, I I didn't specify who they traded to. They traded him to the Jaguars. Oh, see, I don't I didn't specify who they traded him to because my second prediction is the Jaguars trade for Joe Flacco. <laughs> Oh, okay, well. And then they go to the playoffs. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. That's my second one. My third one is the Green Bay Packers uh, don't re-sign Clay Matthews and he goes to free agency. That's not a prediction. You're just being – you're just – you're trying to do a self-fulfilling prophecy. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you're trying to do. You're just trying to will it into existence that the the Packers finally get rid of Clay Matthews. I'm hoping for it. Or they'll (laughs) trade him. Yeah. Uh, I got one of the first three picks in the draft. We'll trade down. Okay. That's one of mine. Okay. Uh, that's, I a, got, that's a very safe one. <laughs> I got Brown's draft Marquise Brown from Oklahoma to pair up with old teammate Baker Mayfield. Oh, So okay. that's kind of not that safe. Because, I like that idea. Yeah. That's, that's cool. One. Yeah. And then, he definitely will be the first wide receiver taken in the draft. And then I have uh, Rams in Philadelphia are not done trading. They'll have four trades between the two teams. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams and the and the Eagles are just gonna like just trade back and forth with one another. Uh, real quick, that and an, uh, one other team. This is kind of an off-season prediction thing. Where do you think uh, Nick Foles goes? Where do I think Nick Foles goes? Yeah, um, they're not they're, they're not gonna re-sign him. They they kind of like no. pretty much already said their goodbyes to him. So Washington. Yeah, Alex Smith is already out. He's going to be out for 2019 and potentially most of 2020. Uh, they already paid him, so they can't get rid of him. So, so sign, just, sign sign Nick, Nick Foles, Foles to like a three-year contract yeah. or something? Not even. Sign him for a one-year deal. Bring See what him happens. In for one season, and then the next year when the quarterback class is a little deeper, draft your quarterback. When Tua and um, uh, a lot of other quarterbacks come out. Because after, after Haskins, there's a lot of question marks. Is Kyler Murray coming into 2020 or is that 2021? No, oh, he's, he's this declaring one. this year. Oh, okay. He's also not 5'8". If somebody if you've, if you've read a report that Kyler Murray is 5'8", that's a load of BS. He took a picture next to Stephen A. Smith, who is 6'1", and he's about as tall as Stephen A. Smith. 
So any report you're seeing that Kyler Murray is five foot eight is fictitious. Um, oh, I just thought of a. I thought of one more. Oh, I thought of a funny off-season situation where the Steelers do trade Antonio Brown, but they trade him on draft day, and they trade up in the draft using Antonio Brown, and they draft Marquise Brown, who is his cousin. (laughs) Oh, that would be horrible. How? I'd be so insulted. Like, I'd be so... If I was Marquise, I wouldn't even show up. (laughs) I'd be like, wow, screw you. I want to say where I think Nick Foles will go. Okay, where do you think he's going to go? He's going to go to the Panthers because they're going to sit Cam next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good – That's uh, another good one, yeah. That's another good prediction. They've Their team's going to need quarterbacks. Declared that, they're, that he's not going to play. They're going to get him the Andrew Luck. He's going to let him sit. And that's, un, that's unfortunate, but that's Don't draft Christian McCaffrey next year. That will hurt his production immensely. Because unless if it's Nick Foles. Well, yeah, unless it's Nick Foles. The reason that's going to hurt his production immensely is because teams are not going to have to worry about Cam keeping it, and they're just going to sell out to stop McCaffrey because they literally do not have anybody else on offense that you need to stop. Hopefully they work on that in the draft or something. So, yeah. Don't draft Christian McCaffrey. I mean, draft him, but like, don't draft him like third overall. Right. That's where I'm taking Barkley. That's where you're taking Barkley. Barkley's going first overall in every mock draft ever. Is he? Probably. I guess that's where I'm picking then. So, anyway, you, you, you're, you're grabbing Barkley for next year. See, I don't know. Yep. I don't know. I'm picking last. I get my spot last because I sucked this year. In yeah. Every league I was in, I sucked. So, I, I, I homered too much on Le'Veon Bell. I took him in two leagues and I yeah, bombed in both of them. Yeah, tell me about it. I homered really hard and uh, swung and missed on Jimmy Graham really hard this year. Ooh, boy. So, Justin. The great for me, Madden, though. This is uh, kind of a late episode, and the Super Bowl is in two days. So we're going to have to record again in two three days. days. Three, three days. days. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to ask you where they can find us. They're just going to have to tune in next week. They'll have to, to fi- find us. Right. What were you going to say? I was going to say we won't ask them where they'll find us because they'll have to find us. But then that doesn't make sense. We'll come <laughs> We'll come to that. Right. You, we'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> I, will right. fi- I will come to your front door. I will ring the doorbell. You will answer, I'll be dressed up in a Pizza Hut uniform, but I will show you my cell phone and with my podcast page open and say, listen, friend, and stick an earbud in your ear, specifically an AirPod, and then push you out into traffic. What's the meme about And then AirPods? I go, no, Travis, there's a, bud, there's a bus coming. He can't hear us. His AirPods are in. <laughs> what's, that, what's that meme? I don't get it. Is that a meme from something? Okay. I don't know the AirPods meme. Did someone actually die because they had AirPods in? No, it's All just right. a me making fun of AirPods. All right, it's a good one. I did yep. see a I did see an ad. Speaking of uh, weird memes and stuff, I saw an ad with Aaron Rodgers in it, where he's like DJing, and uh, at the very end of it, after the ad is over, he just looks blankly into the camera. He's like, "I'm computer generated." <laughs> And then just that ends. Are you sure this wasn't like a dream you had? No, like I'm a... convinced. I, speaking I, of Aaron Rodgers, not I've, a dream I have. I've got to talk about this in the chubby too. Uh, the Panthers put out a video of uh, a bunch of different like high profile people talking about Julius Peppers, and uh, it was like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think, remember who else. Just a bunch of quarterbacks he killed. At no, one there's, point. there's a there's a couple other people. There's there's a couple receivers I think also talked about him, but. Uh, 
Yeah, they all they all said very nice things. Tom Brady's just knowledge is insane. Well, just he sat played, him down, and well, then he just... played for football for half your life. Right. They just sat him down, and he started talking about Peppers, and he just, like, sounded off, like, exactly, like, when he was drafted, what pick, remember that he won Defensive Rookie of the Year that year, and, like, all of that shit. Speaking of... He just rattled Bowl, it off. Speaking of Super Bowl, uh... Exactly, he wasn't even on his team. <laughs> I know. Exactly zero of you care about this. Um, I just think it's, like, a weird flex. Um, so... No one's really excited about the halftime show because it's Maroon 5. So, um, I'm a wrestling fan. And WWE decided that during the ha- during the halftime show, when the second half ends, uh, they're going to have, like, a match streaming on their network on TV. And they're like, hey, and they're calling it Halftime Heat. They're like, watch this instead. That's amazing. <laughs> and they even used, like, the NFL's promo music. As, like, the music behind the like the promo shoot for it. They're like, oh, yeah, since you're probably not going to want to watch this uh, halftime show, just watch this. Is it any good? The it's match? very, very good. It's very good. It's a bunch of NXT guys that are all extremely talented. That'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird flex. Like, they were just like, wow, Maroon 5. They literally, like, showed a picture of Maroon 5. And they were like, are you upset about the halftime show? <laughs> I'm like, wow, man. <laughs> Like, what if, like, the drummer from Maroon 5 is, like, a wrestling fan and WWE's just throwing shade at Maroon 5? Well, just try not sucking so bad, you know? Travis Scott is playing it, too. I know. I'm excited to see him. I like Travis Scott. I was gonna say, like, that. I feel bad. Like, he should be the headliner. He should Travis be. Travis Scott? Yeah. But do you think they were gonna do an, an actual hip-hop artist? They'll they do could. They'll do Black Eyed Peas, though. They had Missy Elliott last year as a there's surprise. Plenty, well, they, yeah, they'll do them as guests, right. but they will never do them as a headliner. That they could have as the halftime show, and it would be fine and entertaining. The problem is, is that none of the forty-five-year-old men who are watching the Super Bowl are going to know who it is, and neither will their wives, because that's what the Maroon Five show is for. Right. So <laughs> all the wives that come to the Super Bowl party. Right. That's what it's. That's usually who it's for, except when they did the Who, which was great. That was a good year. The Who was, was a, friend. That was, a great oh, year. Yeah, was, that was a the year. that was the first Super Bowl I watched with you. I think I went to your house, and apparently it's gonna be the only one. That was that was before I that was a, a year before I started actually that's, watching that's football. Sad. And I I watched the Super Bowl just for the halftime show because the Who was my favorite band. Is not was. Is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, Stop they're they're it. still my favorite band. Stop yeah. it. Why I don't think they're my favorite Signorino? artist anymore. Hmm? Why isn't your favorite band Young Signorino? If you would like to know who that is, yeah, listen to our uh, you're gonna deep have to cut. subscribe on Patreon. Be a what's the top tier? Super, super fatty. fatty, the super fatty super tier. Super fatty on f- Patreon.com/slash/fadp. That is true. Uh, and you will find out who Young Signorino is. <laughs> Corey uh, serenaded us with his music during I, the deep cut today. I can't wait until we do the uh, Fad Pot Awards, so you can make a, make a Photoshop Golden Roger Goodell. <laughs> and Photoshop yes. it into pictures with players. Uh, I, I'm really excited. A uh, fat Roger, fat Rogies, fat Rogies. So we'll oh do that. God. What the the week after the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. The Fat Awards, whatever you want to call it. I I think we're all gonna call it something different. <laughs> all four of us are gonna have a different name for it, probably. We'll, we'll call them the Queefies. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the Fat Rogies. <laughs> Man, you're gonna try to you're gonna try to give awards to 
players that we want responded to and we want on the show. He's like, hey, guess what? You want a queefy. Yeah, they're not going to respond. Michael Thomas will probably respond if we award him a fat Raji. <laughs> That's true. Name this episode. Don't name this episode Queefies. I, I will. I don't even think it'll work. I, it might. I don't think they They might not have Queef blocked out. I can swear in the description, though, which is funny. I can't do it in the title, though. That's strange. Because the title pops up. I said in, in, uh, in a Get In Jump episode show description, it literally just says, fuck you. <laughs> and it, it works. <laughs> that seems on brand. It's it very, very much on, on brand. brand. Very much on brand for the Get In Jump show. Anyway, guys, that's it for us. I hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. Um... Corey certainly won't. We'll, we'll be back in three days. Yep, and we, with our Super Bowl reactions and all that stuff, we're probably going to be either really disappointed or really hyped, and that game might be really good. I have, I have a feeling, uh, and I had this feeling, last time I had this feeling, it was the Seattle-Denver Super Bowl. I have a feeling that it will not be close. Either yeah. way, either the Patriots are going to blow the Rams out or the Rams are going to blow the Patriots out. I have a feeling. Oh, we'll the see. Shambles. The shamble. Yeah, that's the what Corey calls it, the shamble. Sh- because it's in shambles. Oh, I get it. End the episode.